And I wasn't pushing him to, you know, grow and learn fast. I I'm, was truly scared that my son won't be able to tell me what's wrong. And if your child can't communicate with you and you're not understanding, then they are going to get aggravated and that causes them to be fussy and aggressive and act out. And that puts stress on you and it puts stress on whoever else that you may need them to, you know, take care of them while you're at work. You You are now tuned in to another episode of the Wine Chronicles podcast with your host, Madison McNeil. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page at Wine Chronicles podcast. So grab a glass sit on your ass. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Juan Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host Madison McNeil and today is a long day. I haven't had decent sleep in two days in uh, 48 hours I feel like I've had at least a minimum of seven hours combined and I've done everything I feel like I could possibly do but today tonight I'm gonna try to change it up a little bit I'm probably um have my CBD oil uh well not my CBD oil but the CBD tea and then I'll try to um probably take the two z quills and they are non-habit forming so it's not bad <laughs> but I'm gonna try to do that and then I'm gonna um soak in a bath uh with my Dr. Teal's uh bubble bath and it's the soothe and sleep lavender scent so I feel like that should just make me like knock out like without no question I shouldn't have to be like getting up and um having like uh choppy rest so let's hope fingers crossed that everything will go great Hi guys, if you're like me and you're trying to find a way that you can make your own podcast, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to do that. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can get money with minimum listenership and everything you need to know is on Anchor. You can download it for free on the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So anyways, guys, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit tonight about motherhood and the way it's going for me. I want to start off as uh, when I was pregnant. So I got pregnant around, um, I was 21. And during my pregnancy, everything was good. I didn't have any like nauseous feelings or anything. And um, well... The first couple of weeks I did, and I didn't know what was going on. Like, I couldn't keep anything down. But uh, after that, like, everything was smooth sailing. But the only thing that I had uh, issues with is uh, being high risk Could, because I had gestational diabetes. So I was basically going to different doctors and having a little bit more doctor's appointments than a regular pregnancy uh, would have. I had to go to a high-risk ops. Uh, OBGYN. <laughs> I had to go to a high risk doctor. I had to do um, 
more a uh, more ultrasounds than uh I you would typically get. I had to prick myself and check my blood sugar levels every day, three times a day. I couldn't eat like uh juices or sodas or, you know, caffeinated drinks. I couldn't eat a lot of food. I had to have like my I think my blood sugar oh, don't quote me. I think it had to be like no more than like one hundred or one twenty, something like that. And so I had to always check that. And if it was high, I had to calculate it. I had to call them and tell them my numbers for the week. And they just had to keep record of that. And the lady was telling me, you know, if you have high blood sugar levels, you can put your son at risk of not potentially um, making it throughout the whole pregnancy. And so, you know, that's very scary for a first time mom or any time mom. So you want to make sure that you provide your, your child with the best health inside of your womb because you are, you know, uh, the one that is, you know, protecting them essentially. And you want to provide them with the utmost care. You don't want to bring any harmful toxins into your body because that's going to affect the child. But the child ultimately is going to get everything that they need from your body first before, you know, they, they inject all the harmful things. But, you know, you will be suffering. <laughs> the baby going to get what they need, but you will be suffering. But it's still at the end of the day, you need to have uh be mindful of your child's health inside of your uh body so um as time went by uh i made it uh just a little bit i think i was uh 4 weeks early with my pregnancy and i to have my child come out <laughs> faster i drank a cap just a little cap full of castor oil i do not recommend this for anybody but i done it just be simply because I wanted my son to be here. I wanted him to arrive quicker. I was tired tired of the the big stomach. I couldn't sit on the toilet properly. I couldn't sleep on my left side because he would kick and he wasn't comfortable. So I had to turn around on my right side. Uh, I was very uncomfortable, which, you know, that happens when you're pregnant. It was my first time being pregnant. So I was, you know, learning the ins and outs of it all. And, uh, so by the time I had him, I had him on a, uh, well, I, my water broke in the middle of the night and I, uh, rushed to the hospital. It was around like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I had, I stayed in the hospital all during the night and I had him at uh I think it was like one thirty the next day, so it was like a Tuesday. And um so breastfeeding in the hospital was fine, you know. I had some issues like it's which is typical, but once I got home it was severely difficult. It was to the point where like I burst out crying because I was so uh, disappointed in myself and I just really wanted to breastfeed that was the the first thing that I said I was like I'm gonna have a natural birth and I'm gonna breastfeed well I didn't have I was so close to having a natural birth but I had to use the bathroom so bad and I could not use it because his head was on my bladder so I nothing could come out and I 
was asking the doctors, please, I just need a catheter. Please, I have to use the bathroom. I've been holding it for hours and hours in my back. I had all of my um, labor was in my back, so my back was excruciating. So they gave me the epidural, epidural finally. Like it was, it took so long. I was in and out of consciousness. I just kept waking up and just saying, you know, I have to use the bathroom, please. I just have to use the bathroom. I feel like I'll be so much better when I use the restroom. And I did. Ultimately, I was so much better when I got to uh, got the catheter in me. And I had so much, like, I, I'm sorry, I, this is so <laughs> graphic TMI, but like, I really had to use it so bad. So I um, did not get, I did not have the natural birth, but it was vaginal. So, you know, that's still everything is a blessing and um so some things just don't work out you know the way it's supposed to be but I'm so glad that I did have a healthy child and um but the breastfeeding whenever I got back home it was hard and I just felt like it was a lot of pressure I was pushing myself too much and I ended up having him on formula and I don't know why uh it just haunts me to this day because I was like Formula, everybody says, you know, uh, breastfeeding is so much better. The baby is um, getting all the nutrients that he needs. And formula is not as good as breastfeeding. And my mom uh, breastfed me for the three days she was in the hospital. The two or three days she was in the hospital. And then I was uh, on a formula bottle. And I'm just the smartest, you know, next person. But I guess, you know, when people shove all of that information down your throat and you see other people doing it, you just want to live up to that standard. But if you haven't had any kids or if you are looking to have them or you are currently pregnant right now listening to this, I just want you to know that do not stress yourself out about, you know, meeting those standards and those requirements that they that they, that they feed you. You know, you work at your own pace. Don't get stressed out about things because you already have, you know, the aftermath of having a child and it's a whole nother world. So, don't get stressed out about the little things. Just be be thankful and and blessed that you have, you know, a healthy baby and you provided that baby with the most, you know, uh care that you could provide them with. And I had to ultimately, you know, get to that that point, but you know, I had to cry it out first because I was very, you know, depressed about it. I was upset about it, but my son was getting the care that he needed. He he got the proper care from me, you know, and I made up in so many more, you know, ways for him. But throughout his um his year or his months, he uh you know, he was developing he was the only child. It was just me most of the time. And his dad was, you know, working and stuff. So about one year old, he was go- having um, one to two. He was having reoccurring uh, ear infections. And the doc, the pediatrician that he had at first was one that I just really regret ever um, letting her see my son and, uh, give uh doctorly advice to him because she really did not help us in the aspect and I was like you you're shoving all of this uh this antibiotics down him because he's having ear infections well how can we stop these ear infections if he had if he's had three already you know ultimately what do he need you know you're not giving us any referrals do I had do I need to seek you know other professional you know advice and 
I'm young, you know, and, uh, and, and new at this. So I feel like I was, I kind of let time trickle by and my son was getting behind because he needed his tubes, um, tubes to be put in his ear so we finally got to that point where we left that pediatrician went to another pediatrician and the pediatrician referred us to a um ent and um uh, well that's a ear nose and throat uh doctor and my son was able to get the surgeries to put tubes in his ears so a year passed um and he has had tremendous um success with the tubes being in his ear they have fallen out uh since then but so 2019 he got the tubes in his ear uh this year he uh they they have fallen out and he's you know speaking as clear as day but the only thing that i we've been struggling with is his speech so he was in a speech therapy um class but they were only seeing him for 30 minutes a week so I was like you know that's I don't think that's helping and I'm paying you $80 to see him for 30 minutes out of one week like every week is just 30 minutes a day and one day (laughs) so I was like how is that helping him it's not helping him you know I can you know do this whatever you're doing I can do it at home. I want you to give him the advanced therapy, the speech therapy before he goes to school. I want him to be able to tell me what's wrong. I want him to be able to tell me how his day was. I want him to be able to communicate with me the best way that he he can at four years old. And I wasn't pushing him to, you know, grow and learn fast. I I'm, was truly scared that my son won't be able to tell me what's wrong. And if your child can't communicate with you and you're not understanding, then they are going to get aggravated and that causes them to be fussy and aggressive and act out. And that puts stress on you and it puts stress on whoever else that you may need them to, you know, take care of them while you're at work. You may need some time to yourself and your your child ultimately, you know, will become a burden to other people and you don't want that like that was a lot of pressure on me so I I was like okay well let's try to find another uh, place where he can get advanced speech therapy so this year I found someone and I was like I don't think I, I don't think it's just his language I think he needs a evaluation and I don't want to say oh my son I think he might have autism autism or he might be on the spectrum and uh which nothing is wrong with that but I want to be able to get him a proper diagnosis so when he goes to school next year he won't be so behind and I won't be been wasted time to get him the proper treatment that he needs and I want to be that that mom that's proactive and that mom that already has crossed her T's and dotted her I's for my son. And I tried to find out there. Well, I found one and I scheduled an appointment with them and we scheduled it for like the week of Thanksgiving. And I, you know, me, 
I was questioning that a little bit. I was like, well, maybe they, you know, are the doctors going to be in the office on Thanksgiving week? So, you know, I didn't say anything. She scheduled it. So bef- the week before uh, his schedule, his appointment, she's like, um, the doctors are going to be out of the office. So we're going to schedule it for next month, December. So last week I got a call that they needed to reschedule again because one of, um, the doctors had COVID and I'm like, you know, uh, prayers for that doctor, but deep down inside, I'm like, I just want my son to be seen. I want you guys to be able to do the, um, the evaluation. I I just want him to be able to communicate and he's doing a phenomenal job. I just want him to be guided professionally uh, to the point where, you know, he's good and, uh, and able to go to school and behavior as well. I want him to be able to learn how to, you know, follow directions. And if it's something that is, geared towards his attention span, then I want to be able to get help with that as well. Because, you know, some kids do have uh, an attention um, disorder and that's called ADHD. And I don't want to uh, have my son not have that, you know, diagnosed for him. And if he is having trouble with his attention span, then, I mean, I want to get him all of the care that he needs for that and anything, you know, I'm going to try, you know, uh, home methods first, but you know, if it has to go to the extent or of uh, medication, which I, Lord, I hope not, but if it does, then, you know, we'll do what we have to do. And I don't want, you know, as soon as he get in school, you know, some teachers can't, uh, take care of a specific child in a room full of maybe 20 students so they of course probably will single my son out because he's not going to follow directions like most kids and they're going to pull him out of school and if I'm at work what do I have to do I'm going to have to get off of work and tend to my child so I want to stop that before it even happens and uh and I want my son not to even have to go through a situation where kids are looking at him funny and like oh my gosh he's just doing the most and uh he needs to be you know taken care of because I remember one day I and this is like so long ago my son was uh, turning two or he was already two and I took him to daycare and I had to take him to daycare like where I was working at and this was like all the way like 30 minutes away from where we stayed and I I, it tugged at my heart so bad because I hated leaving my son. And I was just like, what is happening? What is he doing? And every time I dropped him off, he would cry. And when he, I dropped him off and he started crying, one kid just put his hands over his ears already and was like, uh-oh, he's about to start crying. And I was like, it almost made me cry <laughs> because I was like, these kids so bad. And I was like, you know, he, he, he doesn't know any better well he knows better because he's sad because I'm leaving him but I knew I couldn't get mad about it but I was just sad about it because I was like I don't want these kids looking at my son like I don't want to play with him because he's a crybaby and that just makes me 
fearful if he gets in school that he if he get picked on and I know that's probably not a lot of parents uh fears but for me that's a fear of mine because I was picked on when I was in middle school and I just know how severe these kids can be sometimes and I don't want my son to ever have to go through you know anything to where his spirit is broken so I know I'm going to treat I'm going to teach him early on before he even, you know, gets to, you know, middle school or elementary in the fourth or, you know, fifth grade to where kids start being a little bit more hurtful. And uh, I just want to be able to teach him, you know, to have as much confidence and believe in himself and just not let anyone bring him down and just take up for himself and stand up for his himself, uh, mostly with you know his mentality and not so physically. But if it has to get to the point, I know my son is already gonna be, you know, taken care of in that department. But I, you know, I'm fearful of that. That's one of my biggest fears. I don't want my son to go to school and be picked on or. I don't want him to have a uh, low, uh, learn, you know, a little bit slower than others, which is nothing wrong if you you take a little bit more time than learning. But I know how people can be and I know how people can, you know, just say uh, things that are not encouraging to other people that, you know, have uh, a different ability than uh, a normal person and or who is normal, you know, not normal, just like most of most people feel that you're supposed to be. But I, you know, that's something that I pray about all the time. I just pray for his growth and for him to continue to grow and for him to be what God wants him to be and God and what God planned for him to be. And I can't, you know, do anything. I can't change anything or whatever plan that God have. But I can, uh, but I can, you know, help him through every process and motivate him and encourage him and love him and show him that he's loved, so he can feel inspired to, uh, and and happy to learn more things and just be the intelligent um, boy that he is going to grow up to be, and then the man that he is going to. Uh, graduate and uh, from a school and be and you know that's it, it hits home when you have a child you just look at life differently you just pray that you can protect them all their life but eventually they are going to you know grow up and leave you and have their own friends and and not want your love and your kisses and I know my son's gonna be like that because he's already you know, does his own thing, but I'm prepared for it a little bit, just the, in the back of my brain, just a little bit. I have a couple of years though, until that actually, uh, starts happening, but I just thought that this would be a perfect time for me to just encourage, you know, mothers or soon to be mothers or people that's just, you know, thinking about it a little bit, Uh, thinking about having kids, that it's not something that you should stress yourself about if you feel like, you know, your child is uh, probably going to have, like, uh, complications or a hard time 
Or if you're having a hard time during uh, your pregnancy or things aren't happening the way that you plan them to happen, like you have to pretty much go with the flow, but also try to, you know, push yourself a little bit to be a little bit more motivating and not get too down about things that don't go your way because you got so many emotions and hormones going on you don't know which way is right which way is left so many things that's going to be happening but you gotta gotta get to get yourself together a little bit you know you have you got your moment you can have that and sit there and marinate in that moment but you ultimately have to you know come to your own mind and and think about okay let me get a grip so I can be the best mother and um, best uh, partner for the person that you are with also in your relationship. Because when you have a child, it's, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a, a different dynamic with you and your significant other. It can be either for the better or it can be for the worst. And let's say God willing it's going to be for the best and you guys bring out a a strong bond in each other with your child but sometimes it can you know put a strain on relationships because it's very very hard it's not easy it doesn't matter if you're financially stable mentally stable physically stable uh any you know it doesn't matter what situation you're in you're gonna have some type of strain on your mental and uh you you will have like a postpartum depression that happens. Um, men can go through it. Well, whoa, 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 hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> men can go through the stress of, you know, uh, the change of their life. And sometimes we can think about this because you have to think about your, yourself in your own way and how it's changing for you. And also the mother changes significantly uh, more and so it's a lot your body takes a toll your mind and um your your mind and your physical state takes a toll so everything is just jumbled up everything is tested and you just gotta be strong and motivate yourself every single day every single day every single hour and second of the day you have to motivate yourself to just keep going on and I hope everyone is able to take something from this and just, you know, keep this in a vault in the back of your mind and try to, you know, do what you have to do for yourself whenever you are thinking about becoming a mom and and fathers as well, you know, take care of your partner as she is going through this life altering change you are too but you know it's a, it's taking a toll on her just a little bit more just a, a lot more than it is you so you want to be there you know waiting on her hand and foot it's 9 months of you you know giving yourself the back seat and just being strong and uh walking with her during this journey and to make it to the end and be there for the next 18 years of that child's life and you guys' life and continue to show each other uh, how much you love each other in connection with this child as well. And it can just be a a crazy dynamic trio, you know, (laughs) or 
how many ever kids you got <laughs> and it's it's a beautiful thing it's god's gift and um you know it's just something that you can really uh feel blessed about and i i'm truly blessed in my life and i think that all of the things that i have experienced throughout this being a mother has just motivated me so much and it's it's teaching me patience it's teaching me about myself and as i and i'm learning so much about my son and it's ridiculous how much you know i know him like the back of my hand <laughs> you don't know too many people like the back of your head like you know your child <laughs> and it's it's like it's a funny thing but if you know you know and with that being said guys i hope you all continue to have a great rest of your week uh don't forget to uh, catch up on previous episodes of Juan chronicles podcast and i will talk to you guys soon